Welcome to the Pondering Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Naif. For those of you tuning in for the first time or maybe don't know me, I spent a good portion of my time training at the University of Missouri as both a student and a resident. I've spent a little time at North Carolina State and the University of Wisconsin prior to settling in Stillwater, Oklahoma, where I'm currently a small animal internal medicine clinician at Oklahoma State University. This is episode two of the Pondering Thoughts podcast. In this episode, we're going to continue down the path of discussing externships, but this time we're going to specifically be discussing externships at other academic institutions. So how would you go about pursuing an externship at another university? Why should you consider this option? Today, we're going to be discussing these options with two special guests. Abby McKisson and Stephanie Klein are both fourth-year veterinary students at Oklahoma State. They both had the opportunity to pursue externships at other academic institutions. Stephanie spent some time at Auburn University doing an ECC rotation, and Abby spent some time at the University of Missouri doing an internal medicine rotation. I'll give you my personal perspective on academic externships. When I was a fourth-year veterinary student, I decided to go to North Carolina State University and do a three-week rotation in small animal internal medicine. And at the time, I don't really know why I decided to do that. I wish I could travel back in time and tell you why I did it, but I'll tell you that it was pretty impactful. And the reason it was impactful for me is I think it's one of the reasons that I was able to get an internship at North Carolina State. I also think that it made me realize I wanted to get an internship at North Carolina State. I remember thinking about the opportunity to pursue more internal medicine training. And as I've told you guys on previous podcasts, I did do some externships at private practices. So I spent some time at Animal Medical Center in New York City and Angel Memorial in Boston, Massachusetts, both of which I spent time with the internal medicine service. I was fairly focused on internal medicine. One of the reasons I chose to do an externship at another academic institution is that I wanted more medicine, but I didn't want to do a third or maybe even a fourth rotation at the University of Missouri. I wanted to expose myself to other clinicians, put myself in a new environment, and I had the added benefit of also going to a place that I was going to be applying to for an internship. And so the timing added up um, that it was right around the time that I would be applying for the match or for internships uh, through the VIRMP program, and it worked out well for me. Not to say it's going to work out that way for everyone, but for me, it was a good decision. When I traveled out to North Carolina State, I elected to drive. So While there was gas involved and the cost of mileage, um, I didn't have to worry about flying out there and renting a car and the additional cost associated with that. I didn't know anyone uh, that I could stay with, and so I actually looked into opportunities and was able to kind of rent a little dorm room on main campus that actually had everything I needed. It had a little kitchenette, um, and it was not like living in an actual dorm where the bathroom's down the hall. It was like living in kind of a very small hotel slash apartment. It worked out well for me, and I hope that you guys get some insight into that opportunity from this uh, podcast. One other thing I'd like to mention is that 
Abby and Stephanie both pursued different types of rotations, but Abby, for example, and myself chose rotations that they had the opportunity to do at their main university. If you are at a university where you maybe don't have oncology or you don't have neurology or you don't have zoo or you don't have ECC, it might be an opportunity to consider going to another academic institution to consider doing an externship in that rotation and gain that experience. So that's the other advantage that an academic externship provides. I think it's a great episode. Hope you guys tune in and love it. All right, so we're here today with two current fourth-year students at Oklahoma State, Stephanie Klein and Abby McKisson. Thank you guys so much for being on the show today. Um, I'd first like to start off with just getting kind of some background information on who you guys are and um, why you've chosen to go down the path you are going to go down in vet med once you graduate in a few short weeks. Abby, do you want to start off telling us a little bit about yourself and where you're headed? Absolutely. So, um, like she said, my name is Abby McKisson. Um, I'm originally from Edmond, Oklahoma. Um, I did my undergrad in Oklahoma, and then I did my vet school at Oklahoma State University. Uh, my plan after school would be to attend a small animal rotating internship, and I'll be doing this at Kansas State University. Um, I chose to do that just because I have a general interest in um, potentially pursuing a residency um, after I finish my internship. Okay, great. What about you, Stephanie? Um, hi, like you said, my name is Stephanie Klein, and I'm also a fourth-year vet student. Um, I grew up most of my life in Oklahoma, kind of between Oklahoma and Texas, and I also did my undergraduate training at Oklahoma State, and I'm about to finish up uh, my vet program at Oklahoma State as well. Um, my plan after graduation is to pursue a small animal rotating internship as well, and I'm going to be doing that at the Angel Animal Medical Center in Boston, Massachusetts. And hopefully after that, the plan is to um, pursue a residency in emergency and critical care. Great. You guys are overachievers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know about the Texas part, Stephanie. Where in Texas? Um, I was born in Houston and um, but we moved to Oklahoma when I was in kindergarten, but I went back to Texas um, for uh, my previous uh, degrees were in uh, psychology and I went to uh, Sam Houston State for um, and I got my master's in clinical psychology there. so um, spent some time in good old Huntsville, Texas. So one thing that's a little bit unique about you guys is that you decided to pursue one of your externships at another academic institution, so at another university. I thought I would get a little bit of information from you as to why you decided to do that and kind of also just logistically, how did you go about doing that for those students that might be out there thinking this is something they want to pursue? Stephanie, let's start with you. Sure. So I knew um, before I started choosing my externships that I had an interest in critical care. And I know as uh, eventually when I go on to complete my residency and as a criticalist, um, I would have the option of working in both a private practice specialty hospital or I could pursue a career in academia. And so I wanted to have both of those 
experiences as part of, of my externships um, and sought out tra- uh, to get that experience in both of those areas. So I initially started just with a list of all of the different universities that had residency programs for ECC and then kind of just started going down the list, looking at their different websites to see if they had any information on externships or preceptorships. Um, And then um, kind of had to, the, the most difficult part I think was trying to match up the timeline with their rotation schedule along with mine. Um, Different schools may have rotations starting at different times or different rotation durations than what OSU had. And so that was probably the most difficult part, but I had a really easy time contacting most of the universities that I was interested in. If I couldn't find information online about their rotation schedule, they would be happy to provide that for me. And then I could see if the rotations would match up. They often wanted you to um, start on the same date that all of their students were starting just for ease of orientation and and things like that, which I completely understood. And so um, just starting first with a, a list of all the different ones that had my area that I was interested in. And then it was just kind of logistics after that of trying to find some that matched up with the timeline that I needed um, for my externships. Okay, great. Well, Abby, I know that you actually went to the University of Missouri and did a rotation in small animal internal medicine. Missouri is my alma mater, and I actually didn't even know that you were going there. So tell us a little bit about your experience. Yeah, sure. So my initial interest in University of Missouri came um, after hearing really good experiences from another student. Um, who did an externship there. And so that got me really thinking about, you know, maybe that's an option for me as well as actually thinking about doing an externship somewhere that was a vet school just like I was going. And it would be just a new experience for me to see um, how other schools run or, you know, work with other students. Um, The way I set it up sounds similar to how Stephanie did. Um, So I mainly just kind of looked over their website, um, found a good contact um, someone that has the title like externship coordinator or student coordinator or something like that um, who I could reach out to and then she was able to kind of put me in the right direction um, let me know like the application process and things like that okay and you did internal medicine there why did you choose internal medicine yeah uh, my main purpose for doing the internal medicine rotation one was just because I have a general interest in small animal medicine. Um, that's where I potentially see myself doing a residency after the internship that I do. Um, and then also, I just think it'd be a really good experience to kind of compare how you know other teachers or other clinicians teach their small animal medicine rotation versus how you know OSU teaches it. So one thing that I think is interesting about both of you guys is that you did do some externship time at specialty practices more in the private practice arena. So Stephanie, for you, I know that you pursued some time in emergency critical care externships in both specialty private practices as well as academic 
um, setting and then Abby for you, small animal internal medicine. So from your perspective, uh, Stephanie, what are some of the pros and then also maybe some of the cons for doing an externship in a, another academic institution versus private practice? Yeah, I think my time at the academic institution was really beneficial. They, the difference that I noticed um, as, as a pro for an academic institution is that there was um, some dedicated didactic training time. So we had some topic rounds, some clinical skills training that they had set aside time for. Um, because the institution is obviously designed to train students. Um, and that also um, was beneficial when we were handling cases as well. They were more likely to let students get a chance to um, practice a skill or participate um, in different um, procedures and then have more case responsibility um, than maybe you might get in a private practice setting. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. The other um, benefit that I really enjoyed uh, in being at an academic institution was meeting the other fourth year vet students. Um, we were doing ECC. Um, for my rotation, it was over Christmas and New Year's. And so we were up there quite often. We were up there on Christmas Eve. We were up there on New Year's Eve spending time together. Um, obviously, it was a very busy ER. And so we were bringing cookies and things like that just to make the um, time fun. And I can say I came away with some lifelong friends um, from that experience. We still keep in touch. And I now have friends that are going to different internships all over the U.S. Um, that I can keep in touch with. And that can be very beneficial both personally and then for networking opportunities. Um, even while I was there, I was obviously going through the application process for the um, match internship. And one of my fellow rotation mates, her boyfriend was at a, an intern at a practice um, that I was interested in. And so I got to talk to her um, about his experience and I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity otherwise. So it was a really great networking opportunity, but more importantly, um, I got to have some lifelong friends, both from the students as well as the ECC interns and residents and faculty that I met there. We've all kept in touch. Um, so some of the, the negatives really for me were just logistics, um, trying to get an ID card to be able to get into the building, get back to the areas where the ICU was, um, getting set up on the computer system. Those can all take a little bit of time. And so I had several days at the beginning where I didn't have access to um, that. And um, the receptionist constantly had to let me into the back with their ID cards. I felt so bad. But um, they uh, eventually were, you know, were working with me to get that set up. And eventually it was all figured out. And um, so that was probably the only negative was just trying to go through the university system to get approval so I would have access to all the things that the other students would have access to. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that, you know, there's just a little more red tape, you know, to, to learn everything. And, um, you know, a, a lot of schools use the same computer system. And so sometimes you can find a place that uses the same thing you do um, or that you're used to. But, but if not, then you're kind of starting from square one. It's kind of like first day on clinics again yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, 
Stephanie, in regards to the timing of your uh, externships, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten that you did that all over the holidays there. Um, I remember you took kind of a, a, a tour of the United States, it seemed like there for a little bit. What do you think about the timing of when you chose to be at Auburn? Do you think that was a good time in relation to match or do you wish you'd done it sooner? I felt like just based on my experience, it was very beneficial. A lot of the places that I visited for externship, both in the private setting and the academic setting, were places that I may be interested in um, for an internship. And so that not only helped me decide if I wanted to continue to pursue um, their internship, but it also gave me some face time with the um, clinicians that would be deciding whether or not they were interested in me. And um, so it was beneficial in that they had a face to put with the name. And I, I always feel like that's a, a good thing. And um, so the timing for me really worked out pretty well in helping me have that experience before the application and rankings were due. So that because um, it's doing it afterwards, I may have not had that information until after my rankings or decisions were already made. Gotcha. Gotcha. What about you, Abby? I know that, you know, you had a similar experience to Stephanie in regards to some of the types of externships you did, did but you uh, obviously went to a different uh, vet school and you did a different type of rotation, you know, doing small animal internal medicine. And I think maybe a little sooner in, in the year like closer to the fall time frame. So can you give us your perspective on kind of the pros and cons of an academic externship versus private practice? Yeah, absolutely. So overall, I had a really, really good time on uh, my externship at the school. Of, I, I did on at University of Missouri. Um, I had a great time there. And I think some of the major things that I really took away from that experience, um, one was I learned a lot about myself. Um, I think it was a really a good experience for me to try and grow, um, just become a little bit more independent and try to do things on my own um, and be around new clinicians, um, other new students and things like that. Something else that I really got out of it that Stephanie talked about quite a bit was the opportunity to have those really great networking um, connections. So like she said, I'm, I've got really good um, relationships with these other clinicians that I've met while I was there. Um, as well as the other students that I got to work with. Yeah, I think that's an important point. I also feel like anytime I've gone somewhere, I've met someone that, you know, is a potential networking opportunity. So not only is it another friendship that you may gain, but it's also just another person to know within our very small profession. And I think one thing that you guys are going to notice when you get out in practice is our world is really small. And everyone knows someone, right? What is it like? Everyone's like three people away from Kevin Bacon or whatever that saying is. So, you know, keep that in mind when you're going places and you're doing things and you're meeting people at conferences or other institutions or on externship or even just in the hospital. Like everyone knows someone somewhere. So don't burn any bridges. Make as many friends as you can because you never know when those friends are going to turn out to be um, important networking opportunities and connections for you in the future. It's time for the Pondering Thoughts 
podcast break. I'd like to tell you guys the second thing I've learned about myself during self-quarantine and just the COVID pandemic in general, spending lots of time indoors with my dog, Parson, doing things that I don't normally do, like putting together jigsaw puzzles. So I've got this thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. I've been at it for about almost six weeks now. And I don't remember the last time in my life I put together a puzzle. No kidding. I I can't even, I'm sure when I was a child I did, but I, I can't remember. So it's been many, many, many years. One thing I've learned about myself is I think when you put together a puzzle, you're supposed to kind of separate out all the pieces based on their color schemes, right? And their patterns and try to kind of connect them up. I kind of do that a little bit. I definitely did that more in the beginning. And you're supposed to look at the picture and see what the colors look like. The one I'm putting together is, I think, a pretty challenging puzzle. So, and it's Christmas Eve in New York City. So there's lots of different like shades of colors and the sun setting and I don't know, there's like a moon. It's kind of intense. But I've found myself putting together the pieces based on the shapes of them. So I'll look at the actual like, you know, shape of the puzzle piece to determine whether or not it's going to fit in that spot. I don't think that's what you're supposed to do, but I think that's the way my brain works. And I think that is an indication, I've self-analyzed myself and I've decided that that's an indication that I am more of kind of like a science math brain versus an artistic or creative brain. Those are my thoughts. Let's get back to episode two. We've got Stephanie Klein and Abby McKisson on with us today chatting about academic externships. All right. Well, you know, you guys have, have really been kind of around the block in, in what you've done over the last year. And I know that you guys have bright futures ahead of you. You know, if you take yourself back a, about a year ago now, or maybe even more than that, and you had to do it over again, is there anything that you guys would do differently or any specific advice you might have for an up and coming, you know, fourth year, or maybe even someone who's in their first or second year and just trying to kind of plan out their vet school life? Cause we're all, we're all planners um, or try to be as best we can. Stephanie, what do you think? What, what would you do differently? If anything? Um, golly, I had such a great experience and was really happy with my externships and how they turned out I don't know if there's much that I would do differently um, that I could put a finger on but I think the main thing that helped me in figuring out the whole externship process was as silly as it sounds just keeping track of all the information that you get Um, I made an excel file (laughs) um (laughs) That was extremely color coordinated, but it helped me keep track of, especially when you're trying to figure out the dates and traveling, especially if you're traveling um, maybe several hours away and you need to make time for that, which can be difficult when you're trying to do back-to-back externships. But just keeping track of um, all of the places that you contact, all of the information that you gather can really make it easy when you're trying to go through and put everything together. Um, I think that was the biggest thing that helped me keep track at first because it was very overwhelming when you start with a really long list of places that you're interested in. And obviously you can't go to all of them. So you need to keep track of uh, 
what will fit your schedule and, and all the information that you get. So I think that was just trying to stay organized at the beginning um, is probably the biggest thing that helped me logistically figure everything out. Okay. You probably could sell that Excel file, you know, <laughs> for a lot, for lots of money. I don't know if anybody else would understand it, but it helps to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I, I think, you know, our Oklahoma State students are getting ready to transition to two-week rotations, which, you know, we're going to try to kind of put externships back to back to back so that you do have some leniency in whether or not you want to do two-week or three-week externships. Um, but getting from point A to point B and, and getting your schedule to fit to, to fit someone else's schedule, you know, does take a lot of planning and a, and a lot of logistical, um, you know, kind of putting it all together. And certainly that Excel sheet, even though, you know, I'm, I'm kidding with you, Stephanie. I mean, I had an Excel sheet when I was planning out, um, you know, where I might want to do an internship because it was hard to keep track. You know, you, you start to look at one program and they all kind of start to look the same. Um, so trying to, to figure out how to, how to coordinate all that is really important. Um, where did, where did you stay at, at Auburn? Did you, did they provide housing for you? I was really lucky and they offered to send out my information to their email listserv. And there is a student who had housing who was going to be, because it was Christmas vacation, I got really lucky. She was going to be gone. And so she offered to allow me to stay at her place for a very reasonable rate and um, it, it just worked out perfectly. So I was really grateful. That was definitely um, a, a saving, saving grace after spending some time in more expensive big cities um, that had more expensive housing. So they were really nice and helping me find um, some more reasonable living um, areas. Plus it was right next to the school. So that made okay. it really easy to drive there. Yeah. And I don't think Auburn's a lot bigger than Stillwater. Is it? I, I don't know, to be honest. I didn't get much time to go out and explore much. <laughs> You're um, working too hard. We, we were spending a lot of time there up at the, the school. But the, in the vet school, kind of like at OSU, is located not on main campus. So I didn't actually get to see much of main campus um, except for going to get my ID. So um, plus everyone was gone gotcha. because it was the holidays. So gotcha. Gotcha. What about you, Abby? Where, where did you stay in Columbia? Um, so I didn't have an opportunity to like reach out very quick in advance. Um, so I actually reached out um, and I did an Airbnb okay. Um and that worked out really well. Um, it's a little bit probably more expensive than uh, most people would want, you know, to pay. But it was really like short notice and it worked out really well. Um, wh what about you, Abby? Would, would you go back and, and change anything or, 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 you know, add anything in? Is there anything you wish you'd done that you didn't do or anything you did that you wish you hadn't done? <laughs> I will say for the students that do feel like they're going to want to do an internship after school, I think if they're able to kind of schedule um, their externships to where they can try and find places initially that they're really interested about maybe doing an internship at that location, 
try and do those early on in the year because that's going to give you a chance to one, meet the clinicians, see what the hospital's like, and two, um, it'll help you whenever you're kind of doing your your match um, program application and things like that. Yeah, I I agree. I definitely think that um, you know there there there's two ways to think about that. One is you figure out if you actually like that place enough to want to do an internship there, but then you also get to know them well enough to where they can figure out if they want you as an intern, you know, the, the, the process goes both ways. So good. Well, um, it is currently April 14th. Um, we are still within the COVID pandemic. Um, I know that you guys are not currently on clinical rotations or at least physically on clinical rotations because of this. Um, what are you guys doing nowadays or other than zooming into lots of rounds? Like what kind of hobbies have you guys picked back up? Go ahead, Stephanie. Well, I have been doing a a lot of working out. That's one thing I really enjoy a lot running, um, and different workout programs. I, I have to stay active, um, or else I feel like I'll, I'll go a little bit of crazy. Um, but I do have moments of, uh, you know, watching a show on TV or something like that, that we may not otherwise have time for. Um, so enjoying a little bit of that, but I, my runs have gotten longer. <laughs> as the, the wow. Course. What's your, what's your longest run lately? Lately, I'm, I'm back up to over six, which is good for me. Oh my so, gosh. Um, I'm sure it's not pretty at the end, but I'm having fun doing it. I've been trying to run some too, but I run like a two mile thing, but I can't run the whole time. I'm pretty, pretty out of shape, but I was, I've never been a, a big runner. What about you, Abby? What kind of hobbies have you picked up? Well, I can't say that I've spent a lot of time working out. <laughs> I know. But... I feel like that's a weird one, Stephanie. I mean, no offense, <laughs> but like all the, I, I mean, it's a good weird. It's a good weird. It's a good weird, but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, I've spent a lot of time outside. Uh, my main hobby that I've picked up recently is uh, fly fishing. I did it a lot when I was in middle school, and then when school kind of started to ramp up in high school and undergrad, I kind of lost the time that I had devoted to that. So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of a lot of fishing. Cool, that's awesome. I keep saying I need to go like plant some things, although it's about to, we're supposed to have like a, a freeze. Like last night it was real cold, and tonight it's gonna be real cold. So maybe I need to wait on that. So, um. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being on my Pondering Thoughts podcast, episode two. Um, You guys are shining stars, and I cannot wait to see where your careers go. And I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to episode two of the Pondering Thoughts podcast. I want to thank our guest, Stephanie Klein and Abby McKisson, for being with us today. I really feel like their insight into their experiences with academic externships will prove to be helpful to many of you who've listened to this podcast. This podcast is hosted and produced by myself, Laura Naif. All opinions are my own. I have no affiliations. I hope you guys will listen next time as we continue to discuss externships This time we'll be discussing equine externships and how you prepare for those. If you have specific questions for me, feel free to leave me a message on my voice messages on my Anchor app. 
See you next time.